The DI Guys Podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. This is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this episode of the DI Guys podcast. As always, I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Mike Coggle. Mike, what's shaking in Denver today? Not a lot happening. Snow yesterday, 61 degrees today, and 65 over the weekend. So normal March for us. It could snow 25 inches tomorrow, as always, and then pop right back and be 60 or 70 degrees, which helps me, Chris, because uh, last time, as I mentioned to all you guys about shoveling, I won't shovel this. It'll melt. I was worried about that heart attack, brother. I'm okay. Thank you. <laughs> That's good. Hey, Mike, in our last episode, we touched a little bit on the idea of salary continuation planning. And I want to kick off this episode and ask you a question. Let me set the stage, then I'll ask the question. When you and I were younger in this business, all the talk was about salary continuation, wage continuation, Section 105, certainly the person who beat the drum the loudest was Ken Wiley, but also I remember Roger Zener talking about it. And it really got a lot of people excited about starting the conversation about it, which led into the sale of disability insurance. What happened, man? I mean, hardly anybody talks about it today. Chris, that's, that's an outstanding question. And let me start the answer by, I'm not really sure, you know, without going deep again, let's, let's focus in, in, in two areas. One, you know, there is Section 105 of the Eternal Revenue Code, right? And I, I think I got it right. It's Section 105, right, Chris? Correct. So that unto itself is part of the IRS. And if you go want to go far enough back, anybody that's listening today, Chris, do you remember Chisholm versus the Ice Cream Factory? Man, Chisholm Ice Cream Company, absolutely. So if anybody wants to look it up, feel free. You and I aren't going to spend 15 minutes discussing that. But there is an actual code that talks about what you can or can't do when it comes to, in the event somebody's hurt or sick, paying them or not paying them. And the easiest example, Chris, I think that you and I could play back and forth here for a second, is is the classic, I got a guy, I've got four salespeople, I don't have a salary continuation plan, and I got the worst sales guy in the world. And I was out a year ago, Chris, let's, let's set the stage. I was out a year ago, Chris, and I didn't work for eight months. That's not true. Thank God I, I haven't been out for eight months, but I didn't work for eight months and I took a salary every single day, right? I, I took my check every two weeks, paid myself because I, what's the classic quote? Something like this, for God's sakes, it's my company. I own it. Ever heard that? Exactly. So then my worst employee who I'm thinking about letting go in a few months anyway, smashes the car up and he's totally disabled. He realizes that I was paid for eight months straight as an employee of our, and we're, we have a C corporation. And I was an employee and the owner. I'm no longer an owner, am I, Chris, in a C corp? Correct. I can be the major stockholder, but I, I, I'm an employee of this of the C corporation. And of course, we know there's tax advantages to that. And not to make this complicated, but Chris, my guy, they got hurt or sick, and he's not coming back to work maybe ever. And he knows the deal with me and gets an attorney. What could happen? Let's just give give me a hypothetical of the worst case scenario. What could happen to my business and myself? Well, the what's going to happen is is we've established a precedence in our company. And so that means that that employee that you were getting ready to let go of, he or she would be entitled to the exact same benefits that you were 
based upon precedent. So I would have to continue to pay this person that's no longer coming to work for me. That's correct. And I didn't get it. I didn't get him fired yet. So he was actually hurt on the job and not forget about, you know, works comp, but he was hurt not coming back to work. I would owe him money. Correct. Now I know that probably happens seldom. Wouldn't you say? I would agree that most, most employees who became disabled probably don't know if there was a precedent set. So they don't know where to go fishing for that. So I'm going to set the stage. If there's a 1% chance of this happening, shouldn't I fix it? The short answer is yes, Mike, especially given the fact that all it is is really a few pieces of paper that will protect you in that event. And Chris, you and I know that of all of the disability carriers that are left out there, every single one of the carriers that I know of has a basically a, a flood and, or what do you call it? Cut and paste form, yep. correct? Absolutely. Of some kind. You could modify it, but it's a cut and paste form. You know, exactly. Hey, Mike, can I go back to your example? Sure. As the owner, when they find out about this, how is how are those payments treated to you? Uh, it's a real problem because I was taking and obviously salaries are tax deductible, fair? Correct. I can't draw a salary if I'm hurt or sick, so it's treated as a dividend and it's fully taxable. So and I got I got whacked all over the place if somebody really wanted to dig into my business and see what happened because I didn't get rid of the guy soon enough and he got hurt or sick on the job. Yeah. I mean, so it, it's it's one of those things, Mike. Again, I asked the question early on is, man, how come we've gotten away from it? And, you know, maybe we just don't have that evangelist like we did with Ken Wiley. But I, it's such a, I mean, there, there, there's no debate on the law, right? The Chisholm Ice Cream Company, I think was 1958. I mean, it's I not it long ago. So there's no debate on this. And so I think that the, uh, you know, the challenge for us as an industry is we got to get back into talking about this. So our clients are protected. Again, doing a, doing a salary continuation plan, you know, focusing on the, the laws of uh, Section 105 doesn't in, have to involve the sale of any insurance, correct? No, Chris, it doesn't at all. You can have a, a plan and let's, let's, let's even take that one step farther. You could be a partnership and it wouldn't be necessary. But what the question I've had, and you and I learned this way back when we were young, provident people, provident guys, if you will. Why would you not? If I'm working for you, Chris, I'd like to know what our sick pay plan is. Isn't that regardless of what our entity is, how we're structured as a business? I, you, my boss, I would like you to say, Mike, this is what we've got. We, we've got a plan and I'm going to make this plan one, Chris, known and communicate to everybody and in writing. That's pretty easy. Um, I'm going to establish this plan from this day forward. This is how, Mike, if you get hurt or sick on or off the job, how you get paid. Okay, that's pretty cool. And this is now, and I can discriminate by class, but not within a class of employees. And Chris, how many different ways can you discriminate by class, but not within a class of employees? Well, I tell you what, Mike, is, is as long as the day is long. Correct. I mean, I can say the entire sales force, right? <laughs> That's one class. And then, you know, administrative is a completely another class. The point here is, regardless of the entity, every single business owner that has and owns a company, LLC, partnership, sole prop, corporation, S-Corp, there, I think we just named most of the entities that exist out there in the world. If you have employees, you should still start the conversation with, is your salary continuation plan current enough to date for you and your employees? Chris, if nothing else, you have the opportunity to talk to the owner of the company about buying this stuff for him or herself. 
correct? You know, absolutely. And, and Mike, it's really interesting. I think you'll agree with me is that most owners think that the group disability plan or the policy is the plan. They think they've taken care of it. Now, that is a funding mechanism, but it's not the plan because what tends to happen, especially in small, closely held corporations who have favored employees, they might do something during the elimination period for somebody they like and maybe not do anything during the elimination period of the group LTD, somebody they don't like. They might pay over and above what the group eight LTD pays for somebody they like and then not for somebody they don't like. So the plan is just telling everybody what is or is not going to happen. And the policy is just part of the funding. Absolutely, Chris, and very well put. And to tell you how wide open this is, it's you and I have said for a year, you know, family, risk protection package, salary continuation plan, paycheck insurance. The salary continuation plan, asking the question, is it current enough to date? I did with a very large casualty firm and, and, and one of my broker brokers here in town. Large, probably over 110 years old. That firm's been around forever. It's like third, maybe fourth generation now. And we were looking at just this, just this, the salary continuation plan, because that was the first question. I said, so your salary continuation plan obviously is current. And I said, obviously, Chris, for a reason. It's an insurance company, you, you know, right? They sell and broker insurance. So you'd think that if anybody's squared away, it's people that are kind of in financial services, Right. Right. And they go, yeah, yeah, we get what you just said, Chris. That's all I want. I, I want to allude to the fact of what you just said, which is this. Yeah, we have a group plan. Okay. You have, you have 25 salespeople or 30, and that's how big the number is with employee benefits and then the property casualty commercial guys and gals. And then you have a staff, and you know how many staff it takes for employee benefits, right? A fair amount. Correct. It takes a fair number of people. So it's a fairly large firm. And where we ended up with, as I said, is your salary continuation plan is probably obviously current and up to date. What do you mean? Well, you've got everything lined up, right? You probably have at least four or five classes of occupations in this particular firm. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> what it did, Chris, was opened up a 15 life employer pay guarantee issue case. Because the guy's like, well, I would like to do this. But not for that person, this this group of people right here. And it was 13. And obviously, it was based on compensation and revenue driven to the company. So it's salespeople. And then, of course, your management team, which is only a couple of folks. And I and he's like, well, how would we do that? And I go, well, we can fix that problem really easy. And now I've got a census and some numbers coming back for just an easy $3,000 employer pay guarantee issue case. And then we will have everything fundamentally set once it's once it's put in the drawer and put to bed, whether they end up buying my DI or not, Chris, is, is beside the point. Whatever the plan is, it will be squared away. And they just know whatever the funding mechanisms are. Again, if you've got 10 plus three for the top guys, that's 13 grand. That's all you got to do. You can change the number with a pencil, correct? Yeah, it is. And Mike, you know what we're really talking about? And you said this many, many times on our podcast is now they have a plan versus just a policy. Always. And that's what we want to do with everybody. And if you wonder, and we talked about this last week as well, what better time than with what I'm calling all of these, I'll call them cottage industries that are going to pop up because of COVID. I used to say cottage industries because of Boeing, you know, all the little side companies that support something huge. Well, I, you and I, I guess, would probably agree that COVID was rather huge and a whole lot of things are going to pop up out of as a result of this. A lot of things will pop up. What better time when somebody just gets rolling to say, you know what, we need to take care of the biggest problems first. And if you say it that way, somebody, you have their ear. 
I mean, you all know I'm a big talker, but I'm going to lunch at 1230 and I can get somebody sitting in this little place where I hang out and I can get somebody interested in talking about this in five minutes, <laughs> in five minutes. It's like, you know, you know, the problem with the business always is people spend all their time making the money and they forget how, why or what we work really, really hard to earn this money. Why take a chance on, on messing it all up with what I'll call a technicality? Wouldn't you agree with that term? Absolutely. Just not having something that you can do, the cost to you. I would always have an attorney review it, but the attorney should only charge you about a 15-minute fee to a 30-minute fee. And I'm just kidding. I don't know what, what it takes to get this thing because it's it's really um, can be boilerplate with just plug and play on, on the words you need to put in the right places. Yeah. So, Mike, I'm going to, before we get out here today, give you a sales idea to our audience. And let's face it, a lot of businesses out there have group LTD. And one of the biggest challenges, if you are an employee and you have group LTD, it's a good news, bad news. The good news is you have group LTD, but if that's all that you have, if you do become hurt or sick and you do get benefits from group LTD, you're taking an immediate 40% pay cut, which not too many people I know, Mike, can afford to do that. So obviously what we do as insurance professionals many times is we go out there and say either an employer paid plan or employee pay buy up. Let's stick with the, the buy-up for a minute. And this has got nothing to do with GSI or GTI. This is just we're sticking to salary continuation. So let's just say, Mike, that I'm talking to you. You're the business owner. I'm the insurance broker. We've gone down the road. And I asked you the question about, Mike, are you interested in helping those employees who want to help themselves? Of course. Absolutely. And so, Mike, here's my suggestion is you have a group LTD plan, which is really, really good for your employees. What we know, as we talked about before, is there's a problem. They take a 40% pay cut. Now, so we're going to give them the opportunity to buy an additional policy, which will supplement their group LTD, which is going to get closer to their current net take-home pay. But they still have to make that decision. So here's my recommendation as part of our sick pay plan, our salary continuation plan. Whatever amount that your employees buy voluntarily, and let's just say, for example, that one of your employees buys $3,000 a month benefit over and above the group LTD that you provide. You agree during the elimination period, because they've taken responsibility for themselves and their family, that during the 90-day elimination period of the group LTD product, you'll agree to pay them $3,000 a month. Help those employees who help themselves. In the salary continuation plan, you can write in there and make that a prerequisite of you paying the 3000 And that's how liberal, you know, we have. And so there's so many different angles that we can take with salary continuation planning. But I tell you, when you talk to a business owner who is is frustrated about the cost of, of health insurance and how sometimes, even though he's paying tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars for that premium, and yet the employees are still bitching and moaning. And then now here's something that they're going to take responsibility he or she, the business owner, is willing to do something for those who want to help themselves. So that's just an idea that you and I have seen work many, many times in the past. Chris, I think it's a fantastic idea. And you and I had this discussion, and it might have been during one of our podcasts or offline. How many employers pay 100% of somebody's health insurance? Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's it, decreasing, that's for sure, right? Yeah. Like, it's almost slim and none. I, I know a lot, a lot, a lot of business owners all over the country. I only have one dear friend that pays 100% of his employees' health insurance. 
That's it. Otherwise, you participate, and and that's where we're going with this. If you're going to participate in in in, in, in cost share with health insurance, does disability in insurance, or as I call it, income protection, does it fall under health insurance, or does it fall under life insurance as a filed product in a state? It's health insurance. Absolutely. So you have the easy opportunity to say, we'll do this the exact same way we do health insurance. If you're paying 75 and 25, Chris, you just came up with a great idea. If they're willing to buy three, you'll take care of that 3,000 from day one through 91 or whatever the number is. Brilliant idea. I think it's a really good idea and it's easy to use. It's just another way to start that conversation when you go to the restaurant at 1230 your time, right, Mike? Absolutely. Hey, Mike, I, I think uh, one of the things we always encourage, if if this concept, the idea of salary continuation makes sense, reach out to your broker's general agency or your agency specialist, get some more information because you and I both know that it will open up a plethora of opportunities. And for those who want to be in the business market, that daytime prospecting activity, those daytime conversations, this will do it. Chris, there were times we did seminars for over an hour around this topic alone. I think it, I think you're absolutely correct. Everything changes and then it's the same again, right? So this is not a bad way to go. This is not old school. This is just something that's current that's just kind of been lost, lost in the mix somewhere. I'm going to make you the new Ken Wiley, Mike Cago. I don't think I can talk that long about salary continuation if you remember. We actually did this at Provident before we run. Ken Wiley did this all over the United States and hundreds of Provident people would listen to him. And his talk with the tax deductibility and everything would be so long that we'd have a break halfway through and then finish it. So there's an awful lot to talk about with a qualified sick pay plan, as he used to say. There, there really is. Well, Mike, I think this is a great episode. I appreciate your time today. All right, Chris. Thanks. 